Hello, Tampa Bay sports fans, and welcome in to Miked Up with Kaylee Mizell. I'm your host, and Miked Up with Kaylee Mizell is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. And we have a special show for you guys today. I'm really excited because I am doing a Miked Up mashup. So taking some of my favorite clips and pieces from the last nine episodes and presenting them to you in this 10th episode. And this might be something that I do from time to time to kind of showcase certain parts of interviews that uh, maybe I don't feel got as much attention as, as they deserved in that moment or just things that I thought were really, really cool or stood out. So I am going to, first of all, give you guys an update. We've got a lot of action going on here in Tampa with the Lightning in the playoffs and the Rays going 7-3 and three on the road. We're going to get into some news and notes, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. A lot of people talk about clarity. They talk about color. They talk about the size. The cut is the most important. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire talks about the most important of the four C's, the cut. The way the diamond is cut is 60% of the value. Keith says it's like comparing two men who weigh the same but don't look at all alike. One may look like Tim Tebow and the other one looks like me. I highly recommend you stay with Tebow. (laughs) International Diamond Center. Buy the one that looks like Tim Tebow. Okay, first up in news and notes, we're going to talk Rays baseball. Now, the Rays have been on the road out on the West Coast. So for those of you who haven't stayed up late to watch these games, hopefully you've uh, been able to see the replays and some of the highlights on our Bally Rays account. Uh, Last week, I talked to you about the Rays. They swept the A's. So take a look at what they did on the West Coast. They swept the A's. They took three of four from Seattle, and they stole one from the Angels. So, 7 and 3 total. We're going to talk about that Angels win that they had on Wednesday night. It was a 4-2 win, a great win, and Shane McClanahan had an incredible outing. Felt good. Um, this is a really good team win. Good bounce back after the last couple of days and, you know, timely hitting, great defense and, you know, great great game by Frankie back there. So, just a good team win. And it really was a overall very sound team win a a great team effort Uh, a lot of different people contributing to that 4-2 win over the Angels on getaway day and I think that that's really important especially as you know they lost to the Angels 11-3 12-0 after winning you know six of their last seven they they lose two but have that bounce-back performance in their third game against the Angels, winning 4-2. Kevin Cash also really pleased with this trip. 7-3 is a lot better than 6-4, and four, no doubt. And, uh, you know, avoiding uh, four consecutive losses helps a lot. So i really impressed with the guys, the way they played throughout this entire trip. We lost uh, one tight ball game in, in Seattle, uh, won a tight ball game here, and then had two separated. But got to be happy 7-3. and three. The Rays will have action at home this weekend, taking on the Blue Jays. And this is going to be a really great series, a really fun series to see. And it'll also just be good to have the Rays back at home. It seems like they've been away for weeks on end. So really great to have them back in a a, a few action-packed days uh, with the Lightning playing tonight and the Rays playing tomorrow. And, of course, you can catch that game for the Rays on Bally Sports Sun and 
previewing that game, I will be live on the field during batting practice for warming up live. So make sure you guys tune in. That's going to go live on at Bally Rays on Twitter. So again, be sure to tune in. We're going to be talking uh, Rays versus Blue Jays and getting you all prepared and maybe giving you some, you know, behind the scenes sneak peeks into uh, into what's going on on the field that day. Switching gears into the Lightning now. So Lightning, great game five start. Come out and score two goals right off the bat in the first nine, ten minutes. Getting those two goals, uh, really, really having a lot of success early on. And then seeing a little bit of that kind of uh, wash away in the second period. Uh, a, a few penalties that tripped them up. Um, and then... Toronto being able to capitalize on some of those mistakes that the Lightning have made in the third period, being able to come back uh, and and win game five, going up 3-2 in the series. Uh, so Lightning now at home tonight uh, will be will be joined by Rick Peckham on Puck Drop Live. So again, be sure to, uh, to tune in on Puck Drop Live. That's at Bally Lightning. We'll go live around 6.45 tonight. And if you're listening to this in the future, well, you know, uh, sorry about it. You probably missed it. But uh, it's still going to be fun. Hang out with us. And talking about this Lightning team, going into what they need to do. I, I think one of the things when you have a lead, we've talked about it before, it's protecting that lead. And I think the way that you do that is – you have to really play sound structurally. You have to play that sound defense. And that's something that John Cooper talked about in his press conference. He he noted that he is a very big proponent, especially in the playoffs, and he preaches defense first, defense first, defense first. And he actually kind of explained why he hits on that so hard. Here's John Cooper on the Lightning defense. Well, in the games we've won, we don't really give up anything. In the games we've lost, we've given up a ton. And we kind of give them up in, in bunches. But it's, our, it's just our attention to detail, and it's our defending. And, and you look at you – know, I always say this. If you give up two goals or less, you're giving yourself a really good chance to win. You give up three, the game's going to be in doubt. Uh, you know, now you're, you're playing with fire. And we've scored enough goals to win games. Uh, we're just giving up too much. And it's just probably a little bit of battle level, probably a uh, little bit of attention to detail. Uh, and then the other thing is, um, you know, that probably a little of the, you know, there's so much special teams going on. And this is both ways. So this isn't, like I said uh, last night, it's not a complaint either way. But then there's just a lot of flow taken out of the game and you're playing in so many different situations. We just got to learn to adapt to that. Um, understanding that, you know, who knows what you could be playing four on four, four on three, five on three. Uh, there's so much more going on in these games. Uh, but our attention to detail, especially in the defensive zone, has got to be better. And I think that attention to detail, again, specifically when the Lightning do have a lead. I mean, again, it's always important, but when you have that lead, you have to protect it. And so I I really think that we're going to see a bounce back game tonight from the Lightning. And I also think that we're going to see them protect better because they need to play that full 60 minutes. We've heard them talk about it before. And really to, to finish out this series strong, 
I mean, tonight is is you have to win. It's the series. The leaves are up 3-2. You have to come out on home ice, protect home ice, uh, protect this lead, and then build off momentum going into Game 7. And that is what I expect the Bolts to do tonight. And again, of course, you can follow along with me at Kaylee Mizell and at Bally Lightning. And again, tuning in tonight at Puck Drop Live. That is going to start at 645. Okay, news and notes is done. We're getting into some of our uh, uh, the main core of the podcast, which, again, is a mashup. So taking some of the best bits and pieces from the mic'd up episodes we've had so far, putting them all out there for you guys to enjoy, and I hope that you do. We're going to have that in just one second, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds than you ever imagined in one place at prices you never thought possible. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere, period. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. <laughs> First up in the mic'd up mashup, we're going all the way back to episode one. And of course, I got to say, if you want to listen to the full length interview, I highly suggest that you do it. All of these people, super interesting. I think I ask them a lot of fun questions. Of course, we talk sports, but we also talk uh, entertainment and their family and personal lives. So be sure to listen to all of these full length interviews mic'd up with Kaylee Mizell, wherever you find your podcasts. First up, Ryan McDonough talks to me about taking his kids and Zach Bogosian's kids to Disney World. Do you think that your guys' kids realize like, oh, my dad is hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Like, do you think that's a bigger deal than like winning the Stanley Cup for them just because of like their age and like their love for, you know, Disney characters and that kind of thing? No, for sure. I think uh, at least our older, you know, older children. I've got five-year-old. I think he's as old as six. Um, but they, they saw pictures of, of us hanging out with the characters, uh, late at night there after the long day at Disney. And they said, Oh, what we didn't get to meet them and, and, uh, that kind of thing. But anybody that's done Disney with their family, uh, whether you're from Florida or wherever know that, uh, when you go there, it's all about, uh, just chasing your kids around, you know, letting them go, uh, ride whatever ride they can and, and, uh, getting them all the snacks and treats and, and just keeping them happy and just kind of rolling with the punches you know there's going to be you know the the times that they're going to be crying and and uh maybe hot and sweaty or upset and and you just got to find a way to keep going and, and keep enjoying it because those are those are great memories and and uh you know fortunately for us we got to share that together and, and uh you know bring our kids to a obviously a magical place that uh you know they can have a lot of memories from do you think that's something that that kind of bonds all of all of you guys? Because there's a lot of, you know, young fathers on this Lightning team, people who are building their families. Is that a, is that a pretty big connection point, you know, that you guys talk about in the dressing room? Oh, no doubt. You know, we're always kind of asking how, uh, you know, how the wife and kids doing that kind of thing. You know, somebody's kid might pop up with a fever. You, you kind of check in the next day, hope it's uh, turned the corner. Those kind of things are, uh, you know, we've got, I think, you know, me, Brian Elliott, Bogosian and Corey Perry, all of our kids are on the same, uh, you know, coach pitch T-ball team. So they've got practice on Mondays, games on Fridays. So obviously we're, you know, 
on a long road trip like this, we're missing them and, and we're all, uh, you know, checking in with our wives, seeing how each kid did and how the team's doing. And, um, when we're at home, obviously we're the ones bringing them to practice and, and, uh, you know, watching them progress and, and seeing them, you know, have fun out there on the field. So, um, it's, uh, it's an ongoing, uh, discussion with, with a lot of guys, like you said, we've got a lot of fathers and that's, uh, definitely a fun way to, uh, bond Sticking with the lightning theme, next up, we've got Derek Lalonde talking about losing and then winning and what both have meant to him and how he has processed through both of those things. What you dream of and it's something you truly, we always talk about having dreams, you literally dream of bringing the Stanley Cup and what that day would be like and to be able to experience it, it was amazing. But it also made me appreciate the, the previous year where yeah. because of the rules, it was just the family and we had to spend that time with it. So I really feel blessed. I got the best of both worlds. You win it once, it's special, but to win it twice in the two unique situations where the first one, you're literally forced yeah. just to do it with your family. And really your intimate friends and family was amazing then to be able to share it with the entire community. Uh, so. Knock on wood, I, 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 I tell people all the time, uh, we're, I'm winning another one. I don't know when and where. Hopefully it's as early as another two to three months. Uh, but when, once you get a taste of that thing, it, it really drives you. Um, and uh, you know, people say that and people have experienced it. And uh, there's some truth to that. Yeah, I've heard that before. And I'm wondering, you kind of said something. I've asked this to some of the other players and got interesting answers. When you look at the last three years, holistically, do the two cups happen without, you know, Columbus? I do not think so. And that was growth we had to go through. We had to go through as a coaching staff. We had to go through as players. We had to go through as a leadership core. Uh, I don't think there's, there's any doubt that we do not win one, let alone two, if we don't experience what we did in that year. It's, it's funny. We... We won the President's Trophy. Yeah. And it's a historic season. Only three, two teams, or three, only two teams in the history of the NHL have won 62 games, and we were one of them. Yeah. And it's special. Unbelievable. So we, so we actually get a replica of the, of the uh, President's Trophy. <laughs> and Jeff Halvin wanted to give his away. <laughs> he literally used it as a candy Because dish. he, like, didn't, it, it just, because it he didn't hurt. have any attachment to it. It, it hurt. We, like, it's all about winning the Stanley Cup. The regular yeah. season was great. We enjoyed it. Something we have. It was, it, but it, it brought a bad, and that's the competitor he is. Yeah. He had a bad taste in his mouth when he would see that thing. Yeah. And he was literally going to give it away, and it, it just sat on his desk, uh, candy, change, keychain. Whatever. It was, it was dusting up. Yeah. And then we win that thing. Now when it sits next to your replica Prince of Wales, it's part of the story. It's a part of it. And it's just, yeah. it, it just, it makes it one that it truly is special. And then it, we even said as a staff, as disappointing as that year was 10, 15, 20 years from now, we'll appreciate the 62 wins. Cause that, that's special. It's historic. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's Certainly. never, it's never happened for a reason, but it does, it did have that bad taste, but now that it, basically set us up for the following two years it's just them together it, it, it's unbelievably special so to answer your question no doubt in my mind uh, we do not win those two Santa Cups without that defeat to Columbus rounding out talking about the lightning with Pete Blackburn 
Pete talks to me about who the lightning would be if they were a person. And also we go on this long tangent about baths. Uh, he is a hilarious person. I highly recommend listening to this to this podcast, to this episode with Pete Blackburn. Again, all you have to do is search Miked Up Kaylee and, and type in Pete. It will come up for you. Uh, Pete is, again, our Bally Sports NHL writer. Give him a follow on Twitter. He's hilarious. He is the key guy for anything uh, entertainment. Uh, he, he gave some great TV recommendations, some great video game recommendations. Uh, and then again, like I said, we go on this long tangent on baths because that's something that, that brings him a little bit of joy. So listen to Pete and I talk about the lightning and then uh, kind of go on a, a little bit of a tangent. If the Tampa Bay Lightning was a person, one person that you were describing, how would you describe them? Oh, man. Um, wow. Uh, I would say, like, very, very structurally, um, like, appealing. Like, they have, like, a great jawline. They've got sharp features. Um, a lot of just, like, uh, traditionally appealing features, I guess, because you look at at how they're built and, like, they've got – the superstar forwards. They've got like the Norris caliber defenseman on the blue line. They've got the Vezina caliber goaltender. They've got like all the pieces that you want to build like this prototypical contender. Um, so if, if we're tr translating that into like a human form, I think that like things that are generally accepted as like being attractive or desirable, that's what the person would have. Okay, the final question. What is something uh, maybe outside of work that has brought you some joy this week? Um, outside of work, uh, I did um, – hmm. oh, well, here's an interesting one. I've been getting into baths lately. Um, wait, say, say this I, again? So just, like, wait, no, I need you to sit baths. in a water bath. Okay. Sitting in the water in a bath, I found that very therapeutic and very um, – a great way to decompress. So I just recently moved uh, into a house and – the place that I was staying at before my apartment did not have a bathtub. So I haven't had a bathtub for a few years and I was, I've never been a bath person. And I was like, okay, since I have this, maybe I'll see if it, it like strikes my fancy a little bit. I've invested in bath bombs. I got like, um, like a bath caddy that goes across the tub and I set up my iPad and I watch like shows and I light a candle and sometimes I'll play some music uh, and it is extremely therapeutic and relaxing to do that. And now I think that's my new thing. So, uh, I had a tough day earlier this week and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a bath and it completely turned my day around. So I am fully all in on baths now. I think women have been saying this for years and I'm like yeah. happy that men are finally picking up on it. Baths, especially where you are located, like in Florida, it, like sometimes it's like, ah, oh, this is hot. But mm. when I lived in Columbus, I took a bath almost every day. It, it's amazing. Like it's cold outside and you're like, I just need something. And that it like a hundred percent, a hundred percent like retweet all of it. Baths are life changing. Also like props to you for going all in with the caddy, with the candle, the music, like that's like, so, that's a lot of stuff. Something about me is that like, when I decide that I'm getting into something, I will like fully dive in. And it, sometimes that's great because it, it gives me the full experience. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I'm in on this. Like the bath thing. I was like, okay, I have, this is awesome. And I don't know if I would have gotten there if I hadn't 
fully dove in and not like literally don't dive into your bathtub. It's dangerous. Um, but, uh, a lot of the times I do that and then I find out that it's, it's, it's really not for me. And I end up spending a bunch of money and I'm like, Oh, now I've got all these things that I'm never going to use again. But, um, you know, it's just something that I do. It's like, I fully commit. And if it works out, then great. I'm set. If it doesn't now I got to have a bunch of crap in my house. I'm never going to use again. Again, I highly recommend listening to all of these episodes in full, uh, talking to Ryan McDonough, Derek Lalonde and Pete Blackburn were some really, really, really fun conversations and very insightful. Uh, I really think that you got inside um, McDonough's mind when he talks about somebody in his family that he really looks up to when Derek Lalonde talks about bringing that Stanley Cup home to his hometown and, and what that meant to him and then again like I said Pete talking about video games and what the best TV show is uh, right now a lot of really great and fun conversations so be sure to listen to those we have some more coming up but first here is a word from our sponsor we don't go through brokers or wholesalers. We go straight to the cutters. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. You cannot get any closer to the source than International Diamond Center. With tremendous buying power and international connections that go back over 35 years, IDC can easily guarantee the best diamond value. We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere. Period? Period. So there you have it. You're going to get a bigger, better diamond. You need another period after that. Period. <laughs> International Diamond Center. Next up is my conversation or an excerpt from my conversation with Becky Bonner, the Magic's Director of Player Development. And so many people uh, look at her and say that she will most likely be the first female GM in the NBA. We have an incredible conversation. She gives insights into what it's like to be the only woman in a room. She gives insights into her childhood and growing up and how she uh, got into this role, got into this position. Um, really, really incredible conversation with Becky Bonner. And here is an excerpt. We are talking about what it takes to be the only woman in a room and the weight that you kind of bear with that. I ask her, hey, it seems like this is going to happen for you. You're going to become a GM at, at some point. What will that mean and what will that weight be like on you? Here's her answer. Yes. I mean, first of all, it the, that aside, I, I feel a heavy weight when you're the like different, right? Yeah. When you're in a room and you're the only one of you, um, to me, that is, feels heavy. Um, and so I've experienced that. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of women have a lot of, um, people who are the more ma marginalized group have probably felt that. And I imagine, um, that for other people, they feel like that. And so that is, in itself, um, is take some, is a, is a thing to get through. Right. And yeah. a thing to learn from and, um, thrive at. Um, you could say, so it will definitely be a heavy weight because there's always going to be haters and there's going, there's the Twitter and the social media. And, and, um, I just always say, yes, women can make mistakes too. I've seen men make so many mistakes and all of that and, and, and everything's okay. And, um, you know, we make mistakes as well. We are not perfect. And, we are flawed and all of those things, our intentions are good and we want to work hard and we are 
just the same as everybody else that's trying to do this. And so um, being more accepting of someone making a mistake or learning on the job, so to speak, because there's never been one of that um, would be the messaging that I would want to say and being confident in the role and understanding under being like kind of leaning into the weight and feeling that because it's just the way it's going to be because if you're one out of out of and there's 30 teams that's just the way it's going to be so it's always it's, it will be a thing and as soon as there's others um more and more women will be popping up in yeah. these roles and it's going to be an exciting time for the league and for the game the game it's it's just going to make the game better again a incredibly insightful conversation with Becky. Encourage you to listen to the entire thing. Next up, I chat with my old friend Kaylee Chelios, who used to work at the Lightning, now with the Blackhawks. And of course, you've probably seen her on some ESPN games as well, uh, working this Toronto and Lightning series. So Kaylee and I talk about motherhood. And again, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this motherhood uh, with Mother's Day recently passing. Uh, I, I think that thinking about being a woman in sports and what it takes to to do that and then a, a, along those lines also being a mom in sports. Um, so we get into the nitty gritty details about what are some of the hard things and, and, and the, the things that have kept us up at night uh, when it comes to being a working mom in sports. Uh, just not being around my kids. Like I have such a need. I have such a desire to do both. Like I love being home. I love watching them. I love spending every second with them. And I hate when I leave, it's just like the worst feeling. And I worry like, Oh, they're not gonna feel loved or supported. And I didn't want to bring a stranger into my home to watch them that I didn't know. And so I fought with that and had my mom and my mother-in-law and my, all of our family members, I just exploited and had them come over like every time I left to watch them so I knew that they were with somebody that loved them and so that was my biggest struggle and probably still is because if I want to work um moving forward to the, like as hard as I want and as hard as I can it, it might mean a lot more nights where I don't get to be there for them to tuck them in and a lot more weekends where I'm missing things with friends. I mean, that's part of the industry, as you know, too, when you work a hockey season, you miss weddings, you miss the bachelorettes, you miss the baby showers and all that stuff. And like, I want to put her in hockey and sports and all the fun stuff. And I'm like, I also want to be there the entire time. So mothers are nurturers and by, by nature, and they just, they can do it all, but it's, it's definitely still, and it's still going to continue to be a battle for me to figure out how I can work full time and crush it. And then also work, you know, figure out how I can be home enough to, to fulfill my needs, to be with my kids. What about for you? What's your like biggest struggle so far? Yeah. I would, I similarly, I, I think the guilt, right? Like the, yeah. I just, have mom this, guilt, like, but in it's guilt about everything. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get too emotional cause I will. But like, I just have this voice in my head that it's like, you're not doing enough. Like, yeah, about everything, though. Like, I'm not and I'm not with my kids enough. I'm not at work enough. I'm not like giving my husband enough. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm not like taking enough time for like myself so that I can be like good for like all of these people in my life. Like, there's just this like 
incessant voice in my head that's like you're yeah. just like it's not enough like there I hear the same voice you're failing, I, I will you know? say like, it's like this don't you feel like a lot guilt. of moms though feel like that now that you've oh, been in the world like it was yeah. my first time saying like dang I really can't do it all because like yeah. if I'm killing it at work I'm not home enough or if I'm home and doing well at work I'm not a good enough wife and I'm not spending enough time there and I'm not I don't have the energy or you know so yeah. it, I totally agree shout out to all of the moms uh it is fun and beautiful and uh exhausting at times okay Getting into some of the rays, we have Brandon Lau. He talks to me about his teammates, what this team is capable of this year, and his happy place. So, Brandon, thinking about this team, this group of guys, what are you guys capable of this year? You know, I think I think we're gonna win a lot of ball games, and I think we're gonna we're gonna prove a lot of people wrong that constantly underestimate what this team can do. And you know, I think it's going to be a lot like last year we're going to go out and we're going to win a lot of games and you know we're going to have a lot of fun on this team and you have great teammates i'm going to put you in the hot seat talking about your teammates a little bit so whichever name comes to mind first is what you say okay it's superlatives right. so best pre-game or post-game speeches kk for sure who's always <clears throat> snacking oh god i'd have to say myself yourself like, I, I eat a lot during the game okay what's your go-to snack <laughs> I'm probably going to get judged for this, but I'll take um, pepperoncinis and salami. Okay. Why and don't, I mean, it's just a good snack. I like I, that. I get judged for my teammates all the time. Okay. Course, so that's why. Stop the hate. Uh, who's most likely to quote a movie? Oh, man. Tie between Josh Fleming and Shane McClanahan. Okay. Who's most likely to be napping? Oh, I wish you would asked me that question last year. Um, <laughs> man. Most likely to be napping. I'm going to go with Randy. Okay. Best dancer? Randy again. Best facial hair? Me. Oh, okay. I, you do have some good facial hair. Who's most likely to be in the papers as Florida man? Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> Our version of Florida Man or the news version? Because Your Mike, version. Mike Zanino's in there all the time for uh, for what he does. And uh, I like Mike Zanino, Florida Man. Okay. I like a Mike Zanino. We've gotten him one, one other answer. Who's most likely to be internet famous? I mean, Brett Phillips. I feel like he's, uh, everybody's answer has to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, biggest prankster? Man, we don't have a whole lot of those. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Mejia. Okay. Most team spirit. Philly again, I think. Uh, the guy, he just brings the energy every day, he no does. matter what. He is like an energizer bunny for sure. Best social media? I'm not very active on social media. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> trying not to have the same answer all the time. I mean. Uh, let's, go with, uh, let's go with Wander. Okay. Yeah. He's he kind of he keeps guys in the loops, yeah. Uh, you know, with the off-season workouts and stuff like that, he, he lets people know that he's working. I like it. I like it. Okay, the last two questions for you. I call this the final countdown. First question: What's your happy Gilmore-esque happy place? Hmm. I think just the back porch of my house in Tennessee. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Like anything? Do you have anything in your hand? Are you hanging out? Are you watching sports? What are you doing? I'd have my dog next to me and, yes. uh, and a glass of bourbon. 
and Ooh. just kind of watching the sunset. Oh, I like that. That sounds like a great, great, happy place. Okay, final one. If the Tampa Bay Rays were the team, was a person, how would you describe them? Just a hard-nosed, you know, hard-working kind of person. He's uh, never going to give up. And we have seen that time and time again from the Rays. That's one thing that Brian Anderson and I talk about in our podcast episode. But the clip I'm going to play for you is B.A. actually talking about his career. And I found it really interesting because B.A. is open about a lot of things, but he doesn't talk about his career very often. And he tells me why. If you were to talk to your younger self, uh, mm. and maybe give your younger self, maybe your maybe your like rookie season self. You can either go like baseball or broadcasting. I don't care either one. Your rookie season self, some advice. What would that advice be? Wow, uh, you know it, it would be it would be nice uh, to go back. I, I look at my career, and, and you know I got an opportunity to to play in the big leagues for for thirteen seasons, uh, yeah. be a part of the playoffs. You know, three, four times, three, t four times. One time I had a broken foot, so I couldn't play. The other three times I was able to. Two of them led to the World Series. So I, there was a lot that I got to experience and be a part of and pitch on some pretty big stages and do some outstanding things, um, you know, as a team. Yeah. But there, I look back and there's an awful lot <clears throat> that I could have done better. Um, and that, that's why, I, you know, really that's why I don't talk a lot about my career in the booth. Yeah. Because... There's so much of it that it, it, it should have been so much better. It should have been. Are you not proud of it? So, your career? Not. I don't. What? I mean, when I talk about it, usually I, I'll tell a funny story. Yeah. Um, if they push me on, you know, maybe pitching in the World Series in 01 with George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch and all that, I'll tell that story. Or I tell stories about other people. But I don't. I kind of stay away from my stuff because it. I don't know. I, I, it should have been a lot better than it was. And I'd like to go back there when I was young um, and, and a rookie and say, you know, that, I mean, I worked hard, yeah. but I don't think I always worked smart. I mm. was a hard worker and, yeah. and no one was ever going to outwork me when we were in the weight room. And I'm not saying I'm a big buff. I'm not, but I'm, I'm not saying that in that way, but I was going to be there a little bit longer than you. I was going to work harder. I was going to sweat more. Um, and, 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 you know, anything that we did, I worked extremely hard, but I don't think I always worked smart. Yeah. And I think by not working smart, you know, I cost myself some success, maybe even some longevity. And, you know, so I would go back and say, Hey, all of this hard work is great. Let's get a little bit more focused on the little minute details yeah. in playing. And I think that would have, that would have, um, that would have helped me. Even yeah. though I did that, <clears throat> excuse me, I look back, I don't think I did it to the level that I was capable of. Yeah. You know, a year in and year out, day in and day out. And I think at the end of the day that, you know, that there's, there's some regret there because of that. And it, you know, that's why I don't often revisit it. I, you know, I just moved down full-time Floridian now yeah. and moved all of my stuff. I never collected memorabilia when I was playing. But my parents, grandparents, say your family yeah, they did. did. Right? You cannot believe the stuff that I have. To fill a room? Y rooms. Rooms. It's insane. Like the, just the bags of jerseys, but the, yeah. the articles, the scrapbooks, all of that stuff that I didn't even know I had. And I was flipping through it, and, and you're, you're just like, I don't even remember some of this stuff. I didn't even know I, I had it. But the point is, is it's been, I've been out of the game 
you know, I started broadcasting full-time in 2011. My last comeback with the Rays fell short in 2008. Think about it. It's been a while since I've played, and I've never gone through this stuff. Never. Yeah, but never. I'm wondering, if you were to go through this stuff, would you maybe, like, change your perspective on yourself? Because everyone else is like, oh, uh, B.A., like, you've had, you had an incredible career. You did all no, of these it, things, and you did this all well. Like, you should be proud, but you still feel like what I'm hearing from you is that you feel like you maybe you left something on the table. It it should have been better. Left something on the I'm, field. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I will never complain about my career long. You know, 13 years in the big yeah. leagues. I, that's but you the know, average is like what three? Right. And so yes, a long time. You know, two World Series, lost one of them in you know extra innings on the road in a game seven. One we won the World Series in the bottom of the ninth at home in a game seven. So I've seen both, both ends sides. of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the most devastating of losses and oh, the most man. uplifting of wins yeah. in the game seven of a World Series. So I've gotten to experience that. There's been a lot of things that I've been a part of that it's it's been incredible. And I've gotten to do some pretty awesome things as far as like some of the, you know, the moments that I got to pitch in. So th- none of that I'll complain about. It just should have been better. Should have been better. It should have, it should have been, it should have been better. I think what is so interesting about hearing B.A.'s answer, and again, you can listen to all of these excerpts are excerpts from a full-length podcast. So you can listen to all of the podcasts. Just check out Miked Up with Kaylee and then type in the name of the person you're interested in and you can listen to the conversation in full. But I think a string that runs throughout all of these is that competitive spirit and you hear it in different ways. You hear Becky Bonner talking about being a, a female GM in the NBA. You hear Kaylee Chelios and I talking about motherhood. You 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 hear Derek Lalonde, Ryan McDonough talking about compete and what it took to win the Stanley Cup. So there's this competitive spirit, this like fight in each one of these interviews that I think is is really interesting to see this grit kind of play out. So last up, I have a conversation with uh, Trevor Sikama for you, and we get into uh, something really fun, which is uh, barbecue. Uh, so, so you mentioned in your Twitter bio, is it three sides minimum? Is that the is that the, did you, yes. is this a club? Yes. Did you start this club? Is it, I mean, I, I am assuming that you're talking about barbecue and I'm assuming that you're talking about like when you go to a barbecue spot, you can get like so, meat and sides. Enough. Is that, am I, am I on the right track here? So it is, it is a barbecue thing. And honestly, it's so funny, Kaylee, because I, I had no intentions of this being a thing. Like this is not, this is not like some that somebody said to me this wasn't like oh i'm gonna start this movement like it was literally just my fat going to a barbecue place and <laughs> wanting to get more food essentially so you know that's it, it, like it, and i tell people it's actually you know as it has grown and it has evolved it's not about the gluttony portion of it when it comes to barbecue but i love barbecue cuisine barbecue cuisine is so unique you know whether you are getting it in south carolina or um Memphis or what St. Louis, whatever it is, there are so many different styles of barbecue and there's so many different ways to cook such a great cuisine. And the whole point of three sides minimum is when you go to a barbecue place, you normally have your go-tos, right? Mine are, if they have really great brisket, I'm probably going to get brisket. If not, I'm probably going to get pulled pork, depending maybe if the ribs look really good, I'll get that. But when it comes to sides, you often get two sides. It's normally when you go to a barbecue place, you get one plate. Okay, you get a meat and you get two sides. That's what you get. I have my sides that I always get. 
I'm always either getting baked beans and coleslaw or baked beans and mac and cheese. That's just what I'm always getting every single time. But when you open up your mind, if you will, to instead add an extra side, then maybe the two sides that you always normally get that you love that you still want to get anyways, maybe you walk up to a place and you go, oh man, those collard greens actually look really good here. Or it's like, oh man, that that banana pudding actually looks like it's really good. And it just allows you to, and some people have kind of taken that to heart where it's like, okay, I got to get three sides anyway. So let me get the two sides that I love. And then maybe I can pick one that I see that I really like at this particular place. I've noticed that there are so many great homegrown recipes that are passed down from generation to generation that often show up in sides. Like, of course, like they all cook their meat a certain way and that's a family recipe as well. But like somebody might do baked beans, like really great. Somebody might do coleslaw really great. And so you just, the three sides minimum thing is just a fun way to enjoy some really great barbecue and honestly, hopefully be able to taste some really great Southern food traditions that maybe one place does very uniquely that you wouldn't get anywhere else. And that's kind of what it's all about. And so one, I get to eat more barbecue Two, I hopefully get to uh, experience maybe a family recipe at, at a good place like that. So that's honestly, that's, that's where it came from. And that's the spirit of it. I don't know if, if you're this way. I like, I almost, I think I bully my husband into like getting into like ordering his food so that I can like try some of his food. So that's kind of how I do the three sides minimum thing. Cause I get my meat in two sides and then he gets his in two sides. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's not just for you. Like you're also, this is a, <laughs> this is a shared meal. This is family style. The math still so, works out. So right. It's good. like, okay, I'm we actually, I'm two meat and four sides situation over here. Yeah. Cause we just, I, I like, like I said, I kind of bully him into sharing his food with me because you can't just have if they have really good cornbread but you're already having mac i don't know if i want that that's too many carbs but it it, it works but you want to try it but, but you, i want to try, try it i want to taste it that, and that's that is the the whole the whole spirit of the rules so you are actually doing it you are doing it great. You know, some people, some people Thank aren't as you. lucky as you, Kaylee. They don't have a partner that they are able to bully into manipulating what they order <laughs> at a barbecue place. But, you know, if you are, then more power to you. The math is on your side. You get two different meats. You get two, you get four different sides. And there you go. You're going to leave, you're going to leave happy. I'm just waiting for the little one to be big enough to then I can like order him some food and then I'll like bully him into like getting, oh no, you actually like this. And then it's like, you know what I mean? Just like, keep it going, <laughs> keep it going. We're, we're all about just getting the best food we can and then and then sharing it right it's just sharing is caring that's 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 the of spirit course. yeah that's what it's all about that's what it's all about. <laughs> and that's it folks that is the mic'd up mashup with kaylee mizell presented by international diamond center thank you so much for listening along and again all of these conversations they are available in full length we talk about again food work sports competitiveness uh, so much more. There are so many things that we get into. Uh, we also talk about happy places, uh, video games, entertainment, so many things that we get into in the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe. And we want to hear from you. So if there is a certain person you'd like us to interview, a certain question you'd like me to ask, let me know. I would be glad to do that. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers today 
or exploretoyota.com and take advantage of the amazing deals on our full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places. For Mic'd Up with Kaylee Wiesel, I am Kaylee Wiesel. Mic'd Up is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Thank you so much for joining us. And if something uh, was cool for you today, be sure to share it with a friend. Again, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you later.